Welcome to season six of the Get Out of Teaching podcast. This podcast is for teachers who are considering leaving education and need some support. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diakos. I'm a career transition coach and the host of the Get Out of Teaching private membership community, where we support teachers with the resources they need to create a life they love. Find out more at www.getoutofteaching.com. In this season, we'll be speaking with former teachers who have set themselves up in business, as well as business coaches and solopreneurs who can inspire you as you plan your exit, especially if you've been thinking of creating your own business. But I also want to share something with you because many teachers from the United States want to escape the classroom, but have concerns about losing their health insurance. That's where Nate Beer, the insurance pioneer, can help. Nate offers a free 10-minute initial consultation where he can ask you some questions about your health insurance needs and suggest a plan that is just right for you and your family. Any information you disclose is completely confidential and subject to HIPAA regulations. Tick off one of your biggest concerns about leaving education with Nate Beer, Insurance Pioneer. You can book a call with Nate at theinsurancepioneer.setmore.com. Episode one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. On today's show, I'm super excited to be speaking with Nate Beer, the insurance pioneer. Welcome to the Get Out of Teaching podcast, Nate. Thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. It's, it's such an honor to be here. So, Nate, tell us what you actually do. Yes, ma'am. Well, I am the owner and founder of the Insurance Pioneer and what I do is, as I advise folks all over the U.S., I'm licensed in a total of 31 states and have uh, friends and, and family and many more, and anybody who is looking for health coverage for an individual, for a family, even a small business, um, pretty much if, if you're on the search for health coverage, um, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Got it. Okay. So basically, you're, you're the person to speak to if... You're wanting to leave your, say, for instance, you're wanting to leave your teaching job, you're in the States, you're worried about where is your insurance going to come from when it's been attached to your, your position, your work position for, you know, however long, decades possibly. And part of the fear of leaving is what am I going to do about health insurance? Well, call Nate. Is that right? Absolutely. You, you couldn't have said, I couldn't have said it any better myself. No. Um that's definitely something I've noticed, uh, you know, being a part of the, the Facebook group is a lot of people, you know, deciding whether or not you're going to leave any profession, especially one that is so mentally and emotionally taxing as education, you know, it's, it's just adding another layer to it where if you have, like, like you said, if you've been providing the health insurance for your family for 20 or 30 years by, by way of the, you know, the education system and you're wanting to leave, you have all these other things on your plate and then the health insurance just adds another wrinkle to that. And if there's anything I can do to maybe put you on one of my plans or even just answer questions about kind of what the next step in the process might look like, that's where I come in to advise. Great. Okay. So Let's imagine, I've been using this example of this lady named Donna. She's 52. She's wanting to leave. Um, Let's say she's in the States and she's really concerned because up until now, 
her job has been the health insurance provider for her family. What advice would you give to someone in that situation? Yes. So this is, of course, uh, I'm going to use the knowledge I know of, of being in the States, but in the U.S., when you are changing employers or retiring or, you know, you've had company insurance and, and would possibly be discontinuing that, the first thing that is going to come to your mind is a, a term I'm sure a lot of folks are familiar with, and that's COBRA. COBRA is, of course, an acronym. I wish I could tell you what it stood for. But yeah, tell us. It, I don't know. Oh, no, I'm saying I, I wish I knew. I oh, just you know wish you could. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that. Don't worry. Just kidding. But um, when you are extended what's known as the COBRA option, that's going to be continuing your same employer coverage. But when you opt into COBRA, instead of getting it at what is likely a very affordable rate that you have been getting it at for yourself, for your family, you're going to be paying full price. And again, I cannot tell you how many people I've spoken to. You know, I'll use Donna as an example. Let's say she's been paying $150 a month for her health insurance, which again is, is an incredible price. That doesn't mean that her plan only costs $150. That's just what her portion is. The rest is being paid by the employer. And when you choose to add a spouse or children onto an employer plan, you're not going to get you're not going to get the same contribution. Sometimes you might not get a contribution altogether. So Donna's plan might be $150 a month, but if she wants to add her husband on, it goes from $150 to $800 a month because that's what the actual cost of the plan is. And then when you have COBRA, no, now Donna's not getting her employer dis, you know, the, the contribution, neither is her husband. So what could have been $150 plan before is now going to be closer to $1,200 or $1,500 a month, which especially when making the transition from one career to another, that is an astronomical amount of money. And, you know, I almost use it as a joke when I'm talking to clients, you can't, you can't pay the health insurance with the mortgage money. You, you truly cannot afford to do that. So a lot of times folks might be looking into healthcare.gov, also known as ACA, Marketplace, Obamacare. You, you might hear me use a few different terms interchangeably for that option. That is out there, but there's also open enrollment period, which means that if you do not have a certain qualifying circumstance, then you may not be able to get one of these plans. So that's where a lot of different agents and brokers will kind of thrive on the folks that may not be eligible for marketplace coverage, they can't afford to pay COBRA, and sadly, there's a lot of people that'll find them find themselves in a position where they're either having to pay way too much for coverage that doesn't do anything for them, or they are forced into a situation where they're paying for a very cheap, almost discount plan that is similarly not going to provide them with that adequate level of coverage. So to avoid all of this mess happening, that's why I just say, call me, I can walk you through all this. And, and obviously everybody's different, you know, no one person's health insurance needs or situation is the same. So I will sit down and analyze your situation with you to decide, okay, what's going to be the best route for us to take moving forward, whether it's one of my plans or another avenue. That's why I'm here to advise, not just to sell. Nice. Okay. So it sounds like 
when that conversation with you happens, you're you're immediately alleviating a lot of that anxiety around what am I going to do now? My health insurance might triple in cost and I'm going to be left high and dry if I don't go ahead with one of those options. Like I need to have health insurance. Absolutely. What, what happens if you can't? afford it like what happens if you literally don't have enough money to do that what say for instance um someone who might have their contract non-renewed they don't have another job to go to what's what happens then usually so there's typically going to be two options for a individual or family that is in a situation where they may have a, a limited income and what I'll start with is one that I already kind of touched on, and that's the marketplace. Because when the Obama administration created the Affordable Care Act in 2014, it was obviously designed to help folks that could not necessarily afford health insurance or were not healthy enough to qualify for something with medical underwriting, because health insurance is something that is, is it's not a want, it's a need. Everybody needs to have it. It's just a question of how frequently you need to use it. And we could, we could spend an entire other episode talking about how the United States healthcare system works versus other countries. But in the interest of time, the ACA was designed to help folks get insurance regardless of their situation. So just to, to create some numbers here, that's usually the best way I can explain it. If I am 25 years old, which I am, and I only make about 28000 a year. That's not a lot of money. But if I go on to healthcare.gov and I look up plans, their cheapest option, which is probably not going to be very comprehensive, might be in the neighborhood of about $300 a month for just the cheapest one with other options that are actual, you know, have actual coverage you can use going up near the four or $500 mark. With my income, I simply can't afford that. So healthcare.gov and, and other you know, marketplace partner sites, one that I use is called Health Sherpa. It allows you to input what is your estimated gross or pre-tax income for the year. And it will give you an estimate of what sort of a tax credit or government subsidy might look like. Because if I can only afford to pay $100 a month for health insurance, but I need it, this will be an avenue where maybe it's not the most comprehensive insurance that is available, but it will be avail available to me depending on what sort of tax credit I get from the government. So that's, that's the first option. The second is if I make even less than that. And, and for this example, let's say that I, I have a family. It's me, my wife, and my two children, but I'm the only person that's earning a, an income. And maybe I'm only earning about $40,000 a year. So if I have a family of four and I make $40,000 a year, when I go onto healthcare.gov, my insurance is, I guarantee, going to be north of $1,000 a month. $12,000 a year, that is, you know, 20 to 25% of my annual income going towards health insurance. And we might be perfectly healthy, but just because you're perfectly healthy doesn't mean you shouldn't carry health insurance. It's, it's because of the just in case that the concept even exists. Yeah. So yeah. if like I do not, exactly, exactly. You know, one of my, one of my fellow agents likes to say, 
you can't, you can't call Jake from State Farm after your house is already on fire and tell them that you want a homeowner's policy. It, it just doesn't work like that. So in order to avoid having to spend hundreds, maybe even millions, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars out of pocket, if you have a catastrophic emergency, you have to have the health insurance. But if I can't even qualify for a government tax credit on the marketplace based on my income, that is when your state's Medicaid program is going to come in. And Medicaid is for, you know, I would say it's, it's almost certainly below the poverty line, but individuals and families with income that is so low that they may not necessarily be able to pay a monthly premium for health insurance. And Medicaid is good because it can get you full benefits at little to no cost if you qualify, but the qualifications are frequently changing. And similarly, I have spoken with to, to folks on Medicaid who tried to get something covered or see maybe a specialist. And they were not able to do that because the Medicaid, while free and while generally pretty comprehensive, there's no such thing as a perfect health insurance plan. So that is kind of what leads a lot of folks to my door, at which point I might say, okay, if Medicaid's not working out for you, maybe go and look at a marketplace plan is, is your next best option. Whether or not they are a good candidate for it is another thing entirely, but just putting those options out there in front of them kind of goes back to what you said about alleviating some of that stress and not thinking, hey, are we gonna be without insurance? Or are we going to have to pay $2,000 a month to get my family of five on a COBRA plan just so that we don't have to make that change? There's always going to be options and I'm always going to be here to walk you through. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we have the same issue here, even if, but we have a pretty good public health system, but it's overloaded. And so if you're unwell and you need emergency support and we need to see a specialist, um, you either wait and go to the clinic at the hospital, which might be, you know, a month away or two months away. Um, and if it's an emergency situation, then, you know, basically you're in trouble. Like our um, future son-in-law was, uh, he rolled over and he's, he's about your age, um, uh, actually younger, he's younger than you. Um, he just rolled over in bed one morning and tore his, um, like a ligament in his knee. And he was like oh. white as a sheet, you know, like the pain of it. And he couldn't oh walk. And we took him to the emergency and they sent him home. He had to buy the leg brace to put on. Oh <laughs> he actually to pay for his own leg brace. Uh, they drugged him up to the eyeballs and, and sent him home. And uh, I'm like, this is no good. We have to do something. This kid's like, he's into sport. He's a football player. Yeah. Like he does some... Um, jiu-jitsu and you know he's right into everything physical and of course so young like just what a waste to let him be you know crippled basically was what by the time he would have seen their specialist at the hospital he would have been a cripple so we and we intervened and you know his family paid for him to go and see a surgeon and he got it done privately but it was very expensive so I totally yes. get that and that's with a really great health health system here like compared to well it's a very different setup to the US okay Correct. So, but even here that can happen okay so it sounds like really the the what what people get from talking to you is peace of mind and they get to see some options that might be available that they maybe didn't realize so if someone was having to leave you know so they're having to leave their job 
and or they've decided they want to leave their job um, and they've got a pre-existing condition, like something major. Like I, I take medication for, I've got arthritis. My medication is eye-wateringly expensive if I had to pay for it out of pocket. Um, thankfully, I don't because of the health insurance system here. Um, I think I pay like $40 or something for this medication, but the real cost is, you know, $1,300 or something like that. It's a lot. Um, so in that case, what would happen to someone who's wanting to leave their job, but they've got this, they need this ongoing medical support that's quite expensive? How do you help with that situation? Absolutely. So again, it, it all comes back to the different options that are available. Now with, with my plans, you know, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention there is some degree of medical underwriting that's involved uh, because my, my specialty is typically going to be private coverage. Now, this is not to say, <laughs> I'm not telling anybody that if you have any medications or any pre-existing conditions, not to call me, I want to talk to everybody. So don't, don't hesitate to reach out. However, if you do have a, you know, a, a medication or a condition, or maybe you have a major surgery or hospitalization on your record, that is something that can factor in. And it, it usually lends itself to one of two routes. Either we need to find you a different option altogether that is going to, if it's a medication, maybe it has a lower deductible that you can hit sooner and be able to start getting your medications covered faster. Or maybe if it's a situation, you know, I, I actually, <laughs> I might use your son as in-law as an example. You know, if he just tore his, his knee ligament and I was looking at him for one of my plans. Now he, you know, I, I have no doubt that in 10 to 12 months, and part of this is because I'm a, I'm a very big American football and, and sports fan. So I actually have some familiarity outside of insurance with uh, injuries like that, but you know, 10 to 12 months, he's going to be, he's going to be back to hundred percent full range of motion, playing football and, and everything that he loves. But with what the insurance company focuses on, all they're going to see is that, that knee surgery, and they're not going to want to do anything about that. So yeah. for him, I might say, okay, here's a plan we can put you on that will take you through your physical therapy. It'll cover that pre-existing condition that is the knee. And then when you've finally been cleared medically, everything looks good and, and there's no longer any issues. At that point, we might be able to explore one of my plans that is going to get him a little bit more comprehensive coverage. And a lot of times the price ends up being a little bit cheaper as well. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to whatever, whatever your situation is like, like him, I'm sure after this, he's going to be wanting a little bit more, a uh, little bit more coverage in the way of accidents, like, uh, like knee injuries, of course, but some people, you know, I'm, I'm very, very blessed to have excellent health. I, I go in for my annual checkups once a year, um, routine maintenance, and, and don't really need much more than that. So if I wanted a plan that is going to get me my annual doctor visits and that'll help me keep costs as low as possible, I can, I can show me that plan. Or if somebody is healthy, but they recently had a family member that had a condition and, and they've gotten a little bit worried. So maybe they're in a position where they have a little bit more money and they want to get the best coverage so that if anything comes up, they are protected. That is something I can show them as well. 
It's all about tailoring it to your needs and your budget and putting you in the spot that is going to be a best fit for you and, and your family or small business. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it sounds like, I mean, I'm trying to think of what else we need to cover in this conversation. What other questions should I be asking you, Nate? Well, um, for one, and this is obviously uh, specific to the, to the members of the States, um, the first bit of advice I would, I would suggest to anybody in need of health insurance, and this almost sounds counterintuitive, do not go online and put out a request for information or quotes, because I, I promise you, the second you leave your, your website or, or your phone, whatever page you're on, your phone is going to get blown up with calls and texts and emails nonstop. I've, I talked to a woman one time who said she put in the request and she got 45 calls in 45 minutes. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's borderline harassment, frankly. And, you know, I'm not trying to put, put down anyone else that's out there, but for someone like me that, that truly is trying to help and, and advise and try to show them something that if not now at one point they were needing help with, it's just going to put other people in a bad spot. And yeah, I've, I've gotten yelled at and, and called some nasty names before that maybe I didn't deserve, but that is the, that's probably the biggest mistake that you can make. Another thing is, is social media. You know, there's, there's, groups for realtors and and travel nurses and truck drivers and all these different groups that might have need for, you know, PPO insurance because PPO travels with you. Um, and, what, and what is that? Sorry, are, what's PPO insurance? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. They're the, the different types of networks. Um, HMO stands for health maintenance organization. That is when you sign up for the plan you are assigned a primary physician that is in network with the insurance company. And that's your go-to for everything. You have the flu, you need your annual physical done. You have something major come up. You see your primary first, and then they will refer you to an in-network specialist who the insurance takes. So HMOs tend to be a little bit more affordable, but also they're very at times limited in who you can see and just the total of number of doctors available altogether. So the other main option, now there's there's EPO in some states that works very similar to an HMO, which has even less out of network benefits. When there's, there's also something called POS, which is so uncommon that I wouldn't even necessarily waste time explaining it. But the one that I advise anybody to get on whenever it is offered as a choice is a PPO network, which stands for Preferred Provider Organization. That's the one that allows you to choose your own doctors, choose your own facilities. It it gives you the freedom of choice. But probably the biggest reason why people gravitate towards PPO insurance is because of the concept of the in-network discount. Is that something that you guys have in in Australia or no? Okay, that's that's okay. Um, So if I, and, and again, I do like to explain things with numbers. So if I have a HMO plan and I go see my primary visit, uh, my primary physician for physical, it's a $300 visit. I might have a copay of $25, which means I pay $25 insurance company picks up the rest. And that's good. Right. Now, 
copay is going to get high, so that's not always perfect. But when I have a PPO plan, you know, some of them have copays, others others don't. But the biggest thing with a PPO is you're going to see your discount applied before the insurance ever even kicks in. So I might go for a three hundred dollar physical, but when I see a doctor that accepts my insurance, which let's say it's uh, a Cigna plan. Cigna is one of the, the biggest insurance companies in America. So if I have Cigna and I go see an in-network provider with Cigna, my $300 bill is going to get reduced just by seeing one of their preferred providers. And right. my bill might get cut in half. It might go down to 150. It might go even, even lower than that. And that is all applied before an insurance company has ever paid a dime towards, you know, in, in benefits. And what's also neat about in-network discounts is, you know, a lot of people may be on a plan where if, let's say it's an expensive medication, but it's not covered. If they go and get it from an in-network facility or doctor, they might be able to get an in-network discount applied, even if the service or whatever it is, might not be covered. As long as you see a, you know, for, and I'm sorry to keep kind of <laughs> spouting on tangents, but when someone sees a mental health practitioner, you know, there's mental health is one of the hardest things to cover on insurance in America, which again, that's a conversation for another day. But when you're on a plan, maybe it doesn't cover mental health benefits, but if you're psychiatrist that you see is in network with your insurance, you will still get a discount applied and you would just be responsible for whatever that difference is. So choosing the right network is very important. And as you can expect from the, from being given the freedom of choice, it, it does come with a, a monetary price. Um, but anybody that can get a PPO, because in certain states they're available in certain states, they are not. Anyone that can get one, I strongly recommend doing so if not just for the freedom of choosing your own doctors and hospitals for the, for getting the discount, because I like to tell all my clients, you know, if, if you're in great health and you don't need to use the insurance very much, my goal is if your insurance premium is what costs you the most, that's actually a good thing because I'd much rather pay $250 a month. But when I go use my insurance, it's $10 out of pocket or it's free rather than having no insurance or paying for a $50 a month discount plan. But every time I go use it, I'm paying everything full price until I've hit my $20,000 deductible or something ridiculous like that. Right. So, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we have, I mean, we have Medicare here, which is like a public health system. Um, but if you go and see a specialist, you might pay for an initial visit, you might pay say $300 um, and you'll get a rebate. You'll get some of that back, but you have to still fork out the money up front when you go. So you still got to pay, but you, you'll get some. Exactly. Uh, you'll get some return to you. So it's not a perfect system here either. Just to be clear. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like this is quite complicated, and um, I'm kind of really <laughs> glad to know that I can say to people, "Hey, have you spoken to Nate Beer?" Because this is way beyond my comprehension, and it's it is a really complex system, and you're dealing with nearly all the states too. So you've got to know each state's system as well. Co correct. And, and by and large, a lot of them are going to work the same with a few key differences here and there. 
Um, as, I, as I mentioned at the, at the very beginning, I am able to assist clients in a total of 31 U.S. states, um, though just because, you know, and, and not, to, not to pick on anybody in particular, but one of the states that I'm not able to assist in is the state of Massachusetts, which is difficult for me because that is where my mom and most of her family are from. So I would be able to have a lot of connections up there if, if I was able to. But just because you might be listening to this and, and you live in Massachusetts, that doesn't mean that I don't want you to call me because you might have questions that I can actually answer or possibly assist with. But at the end of the day, I, I've been very fortunate in my you know, year and change in the health insurance industry to where I've built up this network of trusted referral partners all over the country. So if you live in Massachusetts or Connecticut is another state that I'm not able to write business in, I have trusted referral partners in each of those states. So I can say, can I help you? No, but this is so-and-so. He's my trusted referral partner for the state of Connecticut. He's going to take just as good care of you as I do. Let me reach out to him and, and tell him a little bit about your situation and I'll get you guys in contact with one another. So another thing that kind of falls in that category of things that I wish I, I was able to assist with but aren't is Medicare and Medicaid. Now, Medicaid, I obviously touched on before. That's a state-run program. So I can answer a few questions here and there. I can even send you the link to fill out an application for Medicaid in your state. But unfortunately, at that point, it is out of my hands. With Medicare, it involves a different license. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into it. And, and you know, my license does not allow me to assist with Medicare. But I have several Medicare referral partners that I, that I reach out to. And they're able to help with supplements, A and B, Advantage. I'm only using the Medicare terms that I'm familiar with because it's not usually my department. But... In any case, it doesn't take very much at all for me to reach out to them and say, hey, I've got somebody that I, I'd like you to speak with. I think there's somebody that could really use your help. And at the end of the day, my, the, the philosophy I, I go through this industry with is when you take care of people, they're going to pay it back to you every single time. So my, my referral partners and myself, we diligently work to be able to put you in the best possible spot because, you know, as it, as it pertains to my, my business, I want you to be as happy with the insurance plan as maybe you were before, or maybe you didn't know you could be this excited about a health insurance plan because uh, most, most people are not like me and they, they don't get excited talking about health insurance all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want, I, I want you to be able to love the coverage and the price so much that you wouldn't hesitate to tell your friends, your family, your coworkers. Obviously, I work with a lot of small business and, and self-employed persons such as myself. So maybe you own a small business and you've been looking at coverage for your employees. I, I want to be that person that you can count on, not just to help you at the beginning, but somebody that you can count on for months and years to come. I, I, I try to take a very long-term view of my business. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to build something that'll last and be able to help folks for many years to come as I continue to grow and help more people. I want to just, you know, keep that growing. And obviously the best way to do that is by taking 
taking the absolute best care of people and just always being there for them as a resource, whether it's going to make me money or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today. Um, and I just want to also say to people, if you want to find out more about Nate's offer uh, or, or just get information from Nate, I'm going to put um, his links in, in the show notes for this episode. So we'll have his, you know, contact details and all that kind of thing. Um, but Nate, just tell us anyway, like, because people might be just listening in and, and they're not on their, you know, on their computer or whatever to get that information. Can you just tell us the best way to get in touch with you? Absolutely. So I will, uh, I'll provide Elizabeth with my, you know, my, my mobile phone number is always going to be the best way to reach me, calling me, texting me, whatever it might be. I've always got my phone, computer, or iPad by my side. So I like to joke with my girlfriend. I could, I couldn't miss a call if I tried. Um, <laughs> I have, I have several emails. I have this new booking page that I've been working with a lot more recently. So I'll make sure and include my booking link. Right. You know, there's an option to choose. I, I always tell people choose the initial consult, the 15 minute option, because the other option would be a 30 minute appointment. And once we get through that initial consult, I can book the appointment for you at, at the time of your choosing. Um, but there's all these different ways or, you know, like a lot of people are, you can just reach out to me directly on Facebook. I will say that my, my, Insurance Pioneer website and Facebook page, uh, they are still in development this time. So I will just include a link to my, my Facebook personal page, which is sort of serving as a business page for now. It's got, it's got plenty of client testimonials talking about how I've been able to help and, and put them in a great spot. And obviously that's, that's me. You'll be able to see the picture of me, well, put a face to the name. Possibly by the time this episode goes to air, you will have sorted all that out. So whatever we've got at the time, we'll put on the in the show notes for the Absolutely. episode. And um and yeah, we then they can people can get in touch with you, have a chat and see how you can help them or you can refer them on to somebody in their state who might be able to help. Um I think Absolutely. we're done. Thanks so much, Nate. It's been really interesting talking to you. You've opened up a whole uh Pandora's box of of uh, a whole new world for me because you know I'm here in Australia and I don't really um, have to deal with your insurance system so it's been really a fascinating conversation thank you so much for coming on the get out of teaching podcast today thank you Elizabeth the pleasure was all mine and I certainly look forward to getting introduced to everyone and and helping out as much as I can you've been listening to the get out of teaching podcast with your host Elizabeth Diakos if you want to hear the conversation that continued after we stopped recording, you'll find that in the After the Bell section of the Get Out of Teaching private membership community, where along with a heap of resources to support you, you'll get access to group coaching with me. Join a community of teachers who are ready right now to plan their exit. Find out how at www.getoutofteaching.com. I've been where you are now, and you don't have to do this alone.